Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The silver lining to the COVID-19 crisis is that many people are starting to live and eat a bit more sustainably by dabbling in homesteading and becoming more self-sufficient. More people are growing their own vegetables and raising chickens in their backyards. And as the weather gets warmer, some have turned to another new agricultural hobby, beekeeping. In recent weeks, beekeepers associations have seen a rise in interest and an influx of aspiring beekeepers. Thinking of raising honeybees in your backyard? My guest today is Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Organization, and she is also the main organizer of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. It's good to be here, Sherry. The first step to becoming a successful beekeeper is to learn as much as you can about the bees and what it takes to start a beehive. So you guys do Introduction to Bees and Beekeeping. Let's talk about that. Okay, we do. Um, It's scheduled for this month, January 22nd. It's an all-day workshop being taught by local beekeepers. And we go through the basics about bees And we have catalogs. We give a basic beginning beekeepers book. Um, Not to mention, we also feed you really well while you're there. But um, so we can help you figure out what equipment you would need. Um, We give you the opportunity to order your bees. And we talk about how to get those bees into your equipment. Um, We just go through everything for new beekeepers so that they know exactly what they need before their bees get there and get you on the road to go. Yeah, it's, you know, when I first decided to become a beekeeper, I really spent two years thinking about what do I need to have in my yard, even though I know the bees, you know, fly farther out than my backyard, but I really wanted to make sure that I had a sustainable environment in my own backyard to support the bees. Talk about the importance of that. That's very important because the bees need nectar and they need pollen, and it has to be from those plants that they will go to, right? So um, if you have acres of lawn there is no food there for the bees. So if you put bees in that situation, they're not going to survive. So you need to look at your neighborhood or, you know, if you're by alfalfa fields or something that will sustain them. It takes a lot of flowers to sustain just one beehive. The bees will travel two miles away from their beehive. Um, so you can do get on the internet and you can find your location and do a a two-mile circle around your property to see what's out there. But um, that is very important because if you don't have the landscape around you, your bees are not going to be successful or survive. Yeah, and then as an urban beekeeper, you got to look at your neighbors. Are they spraying Roundup out there and, you know, manicured lawns and all these, uh, you know, different chemicals that they use to have these perfect lawns? 
And I know there is a big movement right now. I'm certainly part of it. You don't need to have a perfect yard. Let the weeds grow. That's right. That's right. Um, and I think by doing that, you're also inviting native pollinators to come into your yard. And it just helps the total environment um, if you do those kinds of things. But, you know, two of the, the big problems right now with bees are pests, which are the you know, the, the varroa mites or whatever that's inside the beehive, but you have poor nutrition, which is part of the landscaping. And then pesticides, they're known as the three Ps. So you have pesticides, poor management, and the pests, and you have to address those issues. And we help you do that. I mean, it's kind of like having livestock or pets. You just have to deal with those issues as they come up. Well, that's why they call it beekeeping. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. But they know way more than we do about what's going on inside that beehive. Absolutely. So if you're interested, you want to check out the Introduction to Bees and Beekeeping, hosted by the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. And it's going to be at the Catholic Center in Yearington on January 22nd. You can sign up at masonvalleybeekeepers.org. So I talked to a lot of people about beekeeping and everyone, oh yeah, I want to learn how to become a beekeeper. And I think that most people just don't understand, uh, you know, the cost involved, the time commitment, even exactly. though it's not a huge time commitment compared to keeping a cat or a dog. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's talk about that. So I think that's a good reason to take a class like this because you do find out the financial end, um, the time commitments. And, you know, beekeeping is not for everybody, but if you have an interest, but you've never been in a beehive or you don't even know what equipment it takes, um, if you come to an introductory class, you learn those things and either it piques your interest and you want to go farther or else it's like, nah, I, I can't do this. I don't have the time right now. I don't have the finances to make it work right now. Um, but I think any education on anything is a benefit to people. Well, even just as, you know, you're in, again, your environment. So if you don't want to keep bees, know that there are native pollinators out there as well that need a solid environment. And we absolutely have to have bees in our world, period. End we of story, do. right? Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> One of the things that leads from the introduction to bees and beekeeping is also the fact that, you know, I have more awareness around my environment. I have more awareness around the importance of bees. And the fact that through like this introductory class, you say the, the local beekeepers are the ones that are there to educate. What we do in northern Nevada is completely different than beekeeping in Texas or New Jersey or Wisconsin. And so it's important that while you educate nationally or even globally, how critical it is to hang with the people that are growing in your same uh, zone. That is really, really important. And I know that there's online classes that you can take and all of that, but the majority of those are from other states. So it's not only the weather, it's the landscaping, it's the plants that the bees, um, you know, some places are heavy in pesticide use. Um, Nevada, 
fortunately isn't on the map as one of those, you know, just inundated with pesticides. So yeah, um, local beekeepers can give you the best um, information as far as what's going on and time frames and when you should do this and when you shouldn't do that. So it's very beneficial to have a mentor or take a class that's local. And, you know, when people think of beekeeping, of course, you have the entire commercial side of it where, you know, someone may have 3,000 hives to start. I mean, really, one hive is plenty. <laughs> it is. I mean, if you are in the city um, and you want one hive, if you have a garden and you need to have it pollinated, I mean, you can grow tomatoes and squash and beans and all of that stuff. But if you don't have the pollination, um, they're not going to produce. So um, you can have one colony of bees in your backyard and um, your neighbors would be very thankful too because they would be going two miles around, right? Absolutely. So. Let's talk about how, uh, what a great uh, hobby this is for a family. Uh, we are seeing such an influx of families. Um, our beginning beekeepers on the 22nd, we have... Um, quite a few families that are coming from teenagers. We have a seven-year-old that wants to come um, and find out more about bees. And I, it's just amazing how many young people are interested in bees. So um, I'm yeah, really it, happy to a, see that. Yeah, it's a great way to put the digital down and go outside and enjoy nature. And, you know, when we talk about climate change and the movement for ecology that, you know, what a great way to go out and, you know, have a hive in your backyard because the awareness of everything around you that surrounds you related to how that bee is going to survive is eye-opening. And even, you know, get your equipment that's unassembled and go out into your garage or your shop or whatever. Um, the first beehives that my husband and I put together, we put them together on the living room floor. I mean, the whole family can do that. I mean, a hammer and a nail and you put your equipment together and even your kids can participate in that. And then putting your bees in, you know, the kids can participate in all of that and it just raises their awareness to the plants that are around, to the weather, you know, how does the rain affect your bees that are supposed to be out foraging? The smoke, you know, we've had a lot of smoke. How does that affect the bees? Um, it just raises your awareness so much, and it's great for kids. Well, it is, and it's science. It is. <laughs> it is. We have some homeschoolers who can get credit for their science projects by working with the bees, so... No, it's a great thing, and we love to have those kids. Absolutely. So anyone that's interested, check out the Introduction to Bees and Beekeeping, January 22nd. It's going to be held at the Catholic Center in Yearington, which I call the hub <laughs> of Lyon County. And to register, you want to go to masonvalleybeekeepers.org. What's the cost for that, Debbie? It's $60. Um for all of it, um, for all the food, for the books, everything, $60 for the day. We also have a student rate, so if there's young people that want to come, we have a special rate for them as well. Awesome. So when we talk about STEM 
education, <laughs> entomology, beekeeping, the sciences. I mean, there are now even veterinarians that are specializing in bees. That's right. So it's it's a wonderful industry to introduce your children to. It's uh, wonderful for people that need uh, to reduce stress in their life, and it certainly gets you outside. It does. <laughs> it does. Good weather and bad weather, right, yeah. but. That's yeah. right. We have to go to break. I come back. I'm going to continue speaking with Debbie Gilmore, the beekeeper's daughter of Hall's Honey. She is here representing Mason Valley Beekeepers. And next, we're going to talk about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, which I'm very good, excited. Good. Yes, we'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Very excited about the 12th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up in Urington, Nevada, February 24th, 26th, 2022. Joining me today is Debbie Gilmore, the organizer behind the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, let's talk about the fact that people think Nevada has a beekeepers conference, <laughs> yet we are known around the world for hosting this event. We are, because we just come back from Las Vegas where they had a national convention, the American Beekeeping Federation, and so many of those people there, so many of the speakers, so many of the researchers have been to Yarrington to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and it's just fun. It's fun to think that we have had such quality people come. Um, and we continue to do that, and this year's going to be just like that. Well, absolutely. I mean, part of it is, you know, we're in Bee Culture magazine. You have top uh, scientists, not just science. This isn't all about the science. There's a lot of fun. You know, you want to learn how to make uh, chapstick, right, <laughs> kind That's of right. stuff. That's There's right. all kinds of workshops. There is uh, my favorite, which is the honey tasting contest, and... 
it's just fascinating when you think about the world of bees, right? So initially, you have to become a beekeeper. So we want to encourage people to go out to the intro class on January 22nd. But then feeding next into that is really how it, it opens up your mind, right? When you hear what's going on in this industry. Right. And there there is a lot going on in the industry. If you go to some of these conventions and listen to all of the research going into um, this little insect. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but they, they are fighting for their lives, and we're just trying to help them. So, um, you know, by having a, a beehive in your backyard is, is really good. And I think the commercial beekeepers are dependent on the hobby beekeepers, and I, the hobby beekeepers are pretty dependent on the commercial beekeepers because that's where we get our bees, right? And they're producing quality queens and stuff. So Today, I want to focus more on the hobby backyard beekeeper because you said it. Everyone depends on us, too. When you get into beekeeping, I think the majority of people don't understand the benefits of all of the products from the beehive. You know, most people think of the honey, you know. Well, if I have honey out of my beehive, that's why I want to keep bees. But there are so many other benefits of, you know, products of the beehive. You know, you have the beeswax, you have pollen, you have um, propolis, um, and then the byproduct of all of the stuff when you melt all of the wax down, it's called slum gum. There's even a purpose for slum gum, you know, fire starters. And so actually there's no waste out of the beehive, but you can use the honey and the propolis and the beeswax for cosmetics. You can use them for um, health benefits. Uh, you know, just by having a colony in your backyard, you benefit in so many ways. Well, the other thing is fascinating, if you think about it, bees are the only animal that preserves its food. So every yeah. other animal eats what you put in front of it, and yet bees, I mean, they are just unusual in so many ways that when people think about it, and I also want to be clear, they're considered livestock. They are. Right? So yeah. that's why we call it beekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And we just know, you know, from years of doing this, some, some years are really good and some years are not. If you have a love for the bees, that's number one for me. That's right. Well, if you think, Sherry, from October all the way through probably the 1st of May, there's no food out there for the bees. There's no pollen. There's no nectar. The plants are done for the winter. Um, so if they have not stored enough honey for whatever reason, beekeepers have to help them survive that long winter, those long months. So, you know, beekeepers... Um, can substitute some sugar patties or something to help them um, cover those months. But um, it's beekeeping, and it's just like other livestock. You have to take care of them when they're hungry, treat them when they're sick, and give them a dry home. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, I spent really the first two years looking at my yard and so planted a lot of uh, flowers. I try to look at each season and what can I produce for the bees. But what I have noticed, I have a lot more butterflies, moths, hummingbirds, 
all these pollinators that come into my yard. It's pretty fascinating. Yes. Planting for honeybees, for any pollinator, to get all the native pollinators. You get so much stuff into your yard. It's like if we don't have bees in our backyard, our yard looks really pretty dull and quiet. But you bring in the bees and the plants and you get so much more. Well, it's a, because you're creating an actual environment. environment. Absolutely. Yes. So we're talking about the 12th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up in Earrington, Nevada, February 24th, 25th, and 26th. If you want to learn more, go to NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Debbie, let's just hit on. You have speakers coming. What are some of the other things we can do at the conference? We are introducing a bee photo contest. I think that will be pretty fun. We have vendors coming, um, Man Lake and Daydant, who are the you know the main bee suppliers. There are others, but they are coming. Um, we have a person coming from Ohio who has bee apothecary. She's also a beekeeper, but she collects the the beeswax and the pollen and the propolis. And she actually sells those on a commercial basis. So she's going to talk about how we can collect the propolis, how to make the tinctures, how to make the ointments, and the other items that um, are benefit to us health-wise. Well, and the networking is invaluable. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and the sponsors. Oh, we have great sponsors. Um, Man Lake is a sponsor. We have Help, this, uh, Help Save the Bees Foundation located here in Reno. We have Perry and Sons Farms out of Yarrington that's been a supporter of us for probably nine of the 12 years. Edible Reno Tahoe, they are great bee supporters and supporter of the state conference. We get grant money from the city of Yarrington and also from Lyon County. Yarrington and Lyon County are great supporters of beekeepers and, you know, hobby beekeepers. It's just amazing. Our local Farm Bureau group um, helps supports us as well. So there's opportunity if you want to be a sponsor for the conference. Yep. There's certainly an opportunity if you want to come and attend yep. the conference. And also just the connections. Like, I know I've connected you with people, as have other beekeepers who travel around the country. They go to a conference, they visit a friend, and introduce uh, you to authors and speakers. And That's so right. it's, it's a collaborative effort. It is. It is. You know, um, at the state or the national conference last week, there was a speaker who was talking, and I believe it was Jerry Hayes who was actually coming to our conference in February. He said, Beekeepers, hobby beekeepers out there are superheroes. The national loss per year of bees is 40%. And it's these hobby beekeepers are, who are making the world of beekeeping happen because they can make up that difference. They can split their hives and they can do things to, to replace that 40%. So I see our beekeepers as superheroes too. So Anyone wants to find out more information, go to NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Also, if you are interested in just learning if you want to become a beekeeper, the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association is putting on the Introduction to Bees and Beekeeping, January 22nd at the Catholic Center in Yearington. 
go to masonvalleybeekeepers.org. Also the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I love it. I would never miss it. What else you got to do in February, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Come join us and have some good food and good entertainment and just a, a good weekend. I want to thank Debbie Gilmore, the beekeeper's daughter of Hall's Honey. Been around for a hundred years, not you, Debbie. No, I always say, you know, honey's a great preserver, right? (laughs) Exactly. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Delighted to bring forth the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference to inform, educate, and inspire. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa.